talk this morning, the, the title of my message is Retain, Remove, and Remember. And that, that's, that's like, that's my three points as well. Uh, to, to retain, there, I mean, no, there's things we need to retain from 2021. Some things we need to remove. <laughs> we got a bigger amen out of that. Maybe there's a little bit more removing than retaining. For sure it was for 2020. I mean, there's a lot we needed to remove from that. But to remember. It's important to remember as well. And uh, let's just pray and ask the Lord. Because I think you are uh, here today by design. That you have come today for, uh, God has something for us today. Can you say amen to that? And so, let's just pray that God will open up our thinking. Lord, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for helping us today, for helping me to bring your word. I thank you, Lord, that as as each and every one of us have come today to, to, uh, uh, worship you, O oh God, and to, to retain what you have for us and to remove the things that need to be removed and, and also to remember your, your goodness and your greatness and to remember the, the good things that you have for us. We pray, O oh God, that your, your word today, even though it may be a simple word, it is, it, it's, a, it's a strong word. We thank you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Jeremiah 29, 11. A lot of it. Isn't it funny how we always memorize the, the, the ones that make us feel good? We always memorize the, the, the Lord. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope for your future. Jeremiah 29, 11. God says, I know the plans I have for you. This is important, Right? But the context, y'all stay with me, the context of Jeremiah 29 and 11 was that Israel had been taken into captive into Babylon. And they were in captivity and, and it wasn't a good time for them. They were struggling with God. They were struggling with the plans that God had for them. They were struggling with uh, what God's definition of prosperity is. <laughs> I know, he said, to the people in captivity in Babylon, he says, hey, you're going to be here a while. And honestly, it was because of a judgment that God brought on them because they turned their back on God. You all remember that. And so for every every transgression there's always consequences some of them are not as big as the others but there's you, you with me sometimes there's just some consequences we got to live out and live through and so he says I know the plans I have for you and they're like oh I don't know about that I don't know about that to prosper us and, and the definition of prosperity from God's perspective, 
is that he said, I would that your soul would prosper and that you would be in good health, but that you, that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. So the prosperity, y'all, with me, the, the prosperity of your soul is much more important than the prosperity of your pocketbook. And a few people said. It's something, though, that, that's, real, that's why we're preaching today, though, is because we have to buy into God's definition of prosperity. It's so important. I know the plans I have for you. And then we look over uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Verse, I'm going to start at verse 16. It says, so from now on. Everybody say, from now on. That's a pretty big distance from now on so from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view we regard no one <laughs> from a worldly point of view he paul the apostle paul he's saying from now on we're not going to look at people the way the world looks at people we don't regard people from the world's point of view. We are going to regard people from God's point of view. Y'all remember the message last week, a perception correction? If we're not careful, we will perceive people from our perspective instead of from God. So he said from now on, we regard no one. Everybody say no one. Does that even mean the, the, the relatives that you don't really want to invite to your Christmas party? When he says no one, do you think he really means someone? <laughs> or does he mean no one? Everybody has an opinion about everybody. And if we're not careful, what we'll do is we'll form an opinion, then we'll speak that opinion to someone that we think might agree with us. We're not going to say it to people that don't agree with us, but we're going to talk to people that do agree with us. When we really need to be talking to, talking to God or allowing God to talk to us so that we can agree with God, because many times when we form an opinion of somebody... In our communications with them, we are actually communicating. Maybe we don't say it out loud, but the disdain or the unapproval that we have of them. No one having a perspective as the world has or having a perspective as God has. We regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. In other words, there are still people in our world that regard Christ from a worldly point of view. Well, he was a prophet. He was a good man. He was, he was a great orator, or a great speaker, a man of great influence. But was he really God? See, the world has an opinion of God. And if we're not careful, we will form an opinion of what we think of. 
Y'all looking at me like a cat looks at a new gate. Like, what's he talking about? Your opinion of God is important. Your trust in God is important. Your faith in God is important. But we cannot, because we live in the world, we can't look at God like the world looks at God. It's good preaching. It's good preaching. So though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if, everybody say if. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. If we are in Christ, the new creation has come and the old has gone, the new is here. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Well, I don't feel new, preacher. Well, that might be the problem. You're thinking about the way you feel instead of what God says about you. It doesn't matter how we feel because our perspective of God and our perspective of the day and our perspective of who we are all depends on our faith in God, not what we feel. Every year as we approach the end of the year, we begin praying that God... We give us a good new year and we have the blessings of God. Today we look uh, back on 2021 and we look forward to 2022. 2021 has had, has had its challenges in our country in many ways, but also there, there have been blessings. Individually, we see that there's a lot of struggles, many blessings, but we know without a shadow of a doubt that God can, has, and always will change circumstances and make the new year a blessing if we retain, remove, and remember the right things. So when we say Happy New Year to someone, we are inviting the new year to be a better year than the old year. How many would like to have a better year next year? <laughs> Obviously, yeah. I mean, like, really? It's a stupid question. <laughs> So we're passing on a blessing that we hope we will see answers to people's prayers, improve their health, and have more happiness. Here's something to think about. If nothing changes, nothing different will happen. <laughs> if nothing changes in us, nothing different is going to happen. You know the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing you always done expecting different results. It doesn't happen. So if you do not have a plan for the new year and the new year, the new year will fast become the old year and you will be at the same spot next year that you were at this year. Because nothing changed. We have a chance to change some things that in fact change our lives. It may look different for different individuals because you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God and God does have a plan for you. And God's plan for you is to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you hope for your future. God wants you to have hope this morning for your future, not to live in the fear of 2021, but to live in the faith of 2022. Amen. Every year people move 
in or out of different states, changing their jobs, making a lot of resolutions, making promises to themselves and to others. And by the end of January, they are in the same slump that they ended December with. Why? Because nothing changed. They do the same things the same old way. They wonder why nothing ever happens to them that is different. You see, some things need to be retained. Some things need to be removed and, and some things need to be remembered. Wisdom is knowing what to do with, with each of these things in our lives. How I many could use a little more wisdom with the retaining, remembering, and, and uh, removing? God's word and God's God does not change. I love this. Scripture tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know why? He is perfect. He's the same. The reason he doesn't change is because he doesn't need to change. And the reason we need to change is because we're not God and we're not perfect. He's perfect. Y'all stay with me. Our, Our attaining in this world and the prosperity of the soul depends on us changing and retaining what we need to retain and remembering what we need to remember, but also removing what we need to remove. He means what he said and will always, always do what he says he will do. So for us to look at the new year, we have to look at our lives and see where we're at and what or who we put our faith in and are willing to make necessary changes that will put us in the right relationship or actually keep us in right relationship with him. Some of us need to move into a relationship. Some of us need to stay in that right relationship because we are a work in progress and we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace because God does. But also we need to give other people a little grace because... God does. So listen, a believer looking to the future is going to be different than a non-believer looking into the future. A believer looking into the future is going to be different than a non-believer looking into the future. The believer should be looking at it through the eyes of faith and that God knows the plans that he has for us, the plans to give us a future and hope based upon God's promises that he will not forsake us, that he'll be with us and he'll never leave us. He'll walk with us through any and everything that we have in this coming year and in our lives. A believer looks at the new year with the truth that he does not have to do it alone. Can you say thank you, Jesus? That God himself will dwell with you and he will be in you. A non-believer is forced to look at the new year through the eyes of accomplishment and luck. They base, they base it on whether uh, life is shining on them and the risk that they may or may not get, that they may or may not get a break and stay in the same or the worst condition. In other words, 
Whether things fall their way or don't fall their way, that's the way the world looks at it. We look at it because it says that the steps of a good man or a good woman are ordered of the Lord, that our faith in God, that we know that his plans for us is to prosper us, that we grow in him. And as we follow him and the closer we get to him, the more fulfilled we will be in our lives. Because we've placed him first in our lives. The, the world doesn't knew, know that. But what has happened is, is that we in the church have listened to the way the world thinks quite a bit. Yeah. And when good things happen to us, we say, man, that was lucky. <laughs> if there's one thing in my life, being, being a competitor, I'm a competitor. When people say, Man, that was lucky when it's clearly the hand of God that's blessing them. Nothing ticks me off more than to hear somebody say, well, that was lucky. I just want to mm, slap them with a holy slap. <laughs> In a Christian way, of course. We as Christians, we've got to stop putting our faith in luck. Because it's not luck that's blessing you. If you are a child of God and you have faith in God and you believe in God, he is the one that is bringing you the blessings. And we of all people should be thankful to God for that. And stop giving luck all that attention. In case you didn't know it, that's a pet peeve of mine. (laughs) So where do we put our faith? We have to do uh, a bit of a checklist to see through which eyes we're approaching the new year. Will we allow the Lord to be in our lives? Will we be obedient to God's word or do things our own way? Will we trust God or are we putting our trust on just our own accomplishments and our lucky breaks? How, how we answer those questions will determine what we retain. Some things need to be turned loose of in some Christians' lives because we have given the world and our own accomplishment and our own pride has taken away from what God has really blessed us with. What we hold dear and remember. Uh, let's think about the new year as believers says, if anyone's in Christ Jesus, they're a new creation. The new creation has come. The old has gone, and the new is here. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you remember that one. It's a favorite as well. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He didn't say trust in the Lord with some of your heart. But see, if we're not careful, we'll, we'll let the world infiltrate our thinking and our trusting We can trust in medicine. Let me tell you something. If healing ever happens in your body, it's because God does the healing. When you go get an operation, the doctors cannot heal you. They can work on you. Thank God. They're they're God-given abilities 
to, to put legs together, to put stints and hearts, to do all kinds of things. Uh, and they can sew you up, but they cannot heal you. God is the one that heals you. And we got to give the give God credit and bless them for doing it because it's, it's, it's all God's blessings that we get to go to the doctors and he's given them that wisdom to do all that. But ultimately, if you have a sore on your finger and, or a cut on your finger, they can sew it up, but they can't heal it. I just want to help your thinking this morning. Just want to help your thinking. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not, this is the deal, on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Oh, in the word there, there's another word that, that instead of acknowledge, it says in all your ways, submit to him. Oh, that's a little different, isn't it? Submit. I got a dog. That dog submits to me sometimes, and sometimes that dog doesn't. Because that, mind, that dog has a mind of his own. But when he submits, it's, it's good for him. When he doesn't submit, it ain't good for him. <laughs> Pretty simple. So it is easier to look at the new year with the mind of Christ helping us. The future looks brighter when we see the future that God has planned for us and his desire not to harm us, but to give us hope for our future. I've got a, I got a horse trailer that has a, a living quarters in it, and it has batteries in that, that, that you can turn the lights on. But if I let, the, if I let that, those batteries run down, I don't have any light. And the only source, the only power source, is I have to plug that, those, that trailer in or have to plug it into my pickup in order for those batteries to be charged. And if I don't do that, if they're not charged up, they're perfectly good batteries, but they can go dead because nobody took the time to charge them. They never got plugged in to the source of power. So that's why I'm thankful that y'all are here today in church because, and you watching online too, and we have church all the time. And and I tell people, if you don't make it to heaven, it's not going to be our fault. We have church all the time. But it's your job and it's our job to plug in to the power. And Jesus said, I'll send the Holy Spirit and you shall receive. I can't hear you very good. What is that word? You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Montgomery, Willis. Huntsville, Conroe, Houston, he didn't say all that, but he said the uttermost parts of the world. He said, if you have this power, stay plugged in to the source and you will, you'll overcome everything in this world that so easily besets you and it'll not be a part of your life anymore because you are plugged into the source of power. And if you don't get plugged in, it's not God's fault 
given us everything we need. And he's got the plan. So that if we are Christ believers, then he desires for us to get a fresh start. If we need a fresh start, he offers fresh starts, jump starts. And as new creations in him, we are offered the tremendous fact that our past does not rule what our future will be. Our past does not rule what our future will be. Just because my batteries die, if I don't have a source, then i got to put a jumper cables on there. But one way or the other, it's got to be plugged into the power. But you see, God's willingness to do this for us, and he's offered us a tremendous promise for our future, and he's promised us amazing access to him what do we do with other people do we give other people the same access to us that God does to us oh well now I'm not talking about people that abuse you and all that but I'm talking about people you don't like I'm, talk, I'm talking about your enemies. When Jesus said, love your enemies, he was like, it's like enemies. But see, we, we I, I don't know, it's a lot easier to be nice to people that are nice back. Aren't you glad that God was nice to you when you weren't nice to him? Oh, preacher, I've always been nice to God. Well, no, you haven't. No. <laughs> we have all transgressed against God. We've all come up against, we've all messed up. And, and, but then he has always given us access to him. And he's not formed an opinion about us. What he says is that in that while you were yet sinners, that was when he died for you and for me. When I was still being really stupid, he died for me. So when other people, we want, we want that love from God and we want that kind of love from other people. But I'm going to tell you something. If you want other people to love you, you must love them first because you are the grown up in the family. Somebody's got to be the grown-up. Well, when they come around, I might, I might, I might. For, they don't ask me for forgiveness. Forgiveness is always provided whether they ask or not. I, I like for everybody to say amen to that. Because <laughs> if we don't forgive other people of their transgressions to us, my Bible tells me God won't forgive us until we forgive others. You can't, we can't be holding that anything against those that transgress against us. Ooh, got one, one good amen out of that one. <laughs> Must be good. So Isaiah 43, 18, my goodness. It says forget. Everybody say forget. Forget, forget the former things. 
These are some of the things we need to forget. Do not dwell on the past. The older I get, the more I want to talk about the past. We got any old people here? It's like, it's like oh, man, back in the 50s, man. Things, times have changed. Well, they always change. The, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. It's okay to talk about it a little bit, but don't dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now, everybody say now. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? We got a new year coming, my friend. This is a new, uh, this is a new, brand new year. But we need to perceive it as a new year. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God's going to make ways in the wasteland and in the deserts of America where there is, where ungodliness thrives. He's going to make a way in the wasteland. He's going to make a way in the desert. And he's going to allow us to, to rise up in 2022. I hope somebody's with me today. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be good. And it's going to be right. And the reason it's going to be right and the reason it's going to be good is because God knows the plans he has for us, plans to prosper us, not to harm us, and give us hope. Our world needs hope, and if the church doesn't have it, they're not going to get it from the world. The world isn't going to get no hope unless we give it to them from God. We're just conduits. <sighs> The only resolution I want to make for next year is that I will love God and love people in the most efficient way possible. I'm not big on New Year's resolutions. Really, I'm not like, I'm going to join the gym. Well, if you needed to join the gym in November, just join it in November. Don't wait till December and then just... New Year's resolutions, I think they're overrated. That's just my opinion. You can have all of them you want. But I want to love God and love people in the most efficient way possible. And we, I think it's something that we're uh, worth living our lives for. Uh, I don't want next year to be just another year. I want it to be a year that we see God do something amazing, not only in our personal lives, but also in the life of the church, the life of America, the life of our missionaries all around the world. I want to send more missionaries to different parts of the world. I, we want to equip missionaries within the church to send them. So what should we retain? We, we as believers are told to hold to the things that, God has given or that he, he has ordained for our lives and stand on those promises. The Lord's Prayer, you, the things we retain, you remember the Lord's Prayer, right? Our Father who art in heaven, how, let's say it together, shall we? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom, that's a, so hold on, thy kingdom come, that's something that should be retained, thy kingdom come, What's the next one? Okay. Okay, thy will be done. Let's pause for a minute. Let's not just run through it. Okay. Thy will be done. That's a prayer that really needs to be retained because we don't always know exactly what God's will is for our lives until we really stay in close contact 
with God. Thy will be done. Uh, I hear people, I guess I'm on pet peeves this morning a little bit, but I hear people all the time say, well, when, when God is silent, this is what you need to do when God is silent. Let me tell you something. God is never silent. He's never silent. He speaks to you through his creation. He speaks to you through other people. God's speaking right now through the preacher. So he's not silent. When you get up in the morning, of course, if you don't read the Bible, he's silent because you haven't done anything. But God's done what he wants to do. Thy will be done. Let me tell you something. God isn't silent. I, I hear a lot of Christian people. God just doesn't ever talk to me. I'm like, read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it sounds so simple. Well, it is. But it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. I find myself saying that about a lot of things these days. It's simple, but it's not. Thy will be done. Where? Okay, time out. On earth, that's us, right? As it is where? Okay, stop right there. So it has already been, y'all, please listen. This is why you came this morning. It's already been planned in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as you've already got it planned in heaven. I'm talking about people of faith here, people of confidence, knowing that God has this plan for us, but it planted in heaven, and he wants us to do his plan that he's planted in heaven. That will be done on earth as you've planted in heaven. Give us this day every need. See, that's a prayer. Isn't that sweet? How? I don't know about you, I need more and more confidence in God that he's going to supply every need in my life according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Not, not just, yes, financial needs, but also spiritual needs, social, family needs. I mean, we, we, we're needy people, but he's a big God. Give us this day our... What's the next one? Woo. I think that's what we're preaching about. As we what? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Then he goes on to build on that. Lead us. Yeah. Lead us not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. God, please. And this is a phrase that I've never really comprehended completely. I, 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 God is not one to lead us into temptation. Uh, you remember when Jesus was on there, Satan was Satan tempted uh uh, Jesus, but also in the book of Job, uh, Job allowed, or God allowed Job to go through 
some hard, hard, hard times. But God always stayed with Job. But there was always what we call Job's comforters, which weren't really comforters. It's, we're, they're being facetious when they say that because they, they were like, you might as well just curse God and die too. And Job's like, hey, y'all jacked up. You messed up. I'm going to put my faith in God. Lead us not into temptation. We got enough temptation in our world today, don't we? But deliver us. Why? Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The, the kingdom is the power. And it's back to that power business. So let's retain and keep our batteries charged, shall we? So let me, let me roll through this. Uh, it says... Uh, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, retain these things. It doesn't say that, but whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Retain the things. Ephesians 4.31, it says, be kind. Are you kind to people? It's a, good, it's a good goal to have for 2022. I'm talking about, I'm, I'm not just talking about resolutions. I'm talking about, I'm talking about retaining something that is, because all of these things that when we get a hold of this, we have more peace in our life and really we're better people to help other people and to worship God. But the one that really benefits when I adhere to these things and retain these things, I'm the one that benefits from it. Whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. Think on these things. Ephesians 4.31, be kind, be tenderhearted, forgiving one another. There it is. As Christ forgave you. I wrote a little note here. We must try hard with trying people. The more trying people are, the harder we have to try. Amen? Because, let me give you the why for that, because it's important. This is important for us to really have this mindset and to keep this in us. The reason uh, we have to try harder with trying people is because from God's perspective, he sees so much value in every person. Because they have a soul. The reason he sees value in them is because the eternal consequences of that person, that's the reason he died on the cross for our sins, is because he sees value in everybody. And even with the trying people, and you think about it, uh, if you like anything about Randy Weaver, it's because Jesus is in me. Let me tell you something. If I didn't have Jesus in me, you would, you would like, man, he's a jerk. You with me? Anything good in us is because Jesus is in us. But, but, but the ones that don't have Jesus or the, some of the ones that do have Jesus, but they're kind of under construction, 
We have to love them because we value their soul like God values their soul, like Jesus valued their soul when he hung on the cross. He's like, I'm going to love these people even though they don't quite get it yet. I'm I'm still going to love them. So he's called us to try hard with trying people. That's a good word. Things retained, things removed. God's given us a plan to remove things that take us away from the plan of God. Sometimes even good things in abundance or abused can cause us to lose focus and take us off track with God. Get rid of all bitterness. That's the other part of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31. Get rid of bitterness. Let it go. You have any bitterness toward anybody? Maybe toward God. Let it go. Get rid of rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Get rid of is a strong word here to throw out or to discard or dispose of, not to pick it up again. Put it in the burning barrel. Get rid of it. Bitterness. Malice is doing anything known to be evil. Remember, by definition, it is what the Lord would want us to get rid of out of our lives. So that's why we have to be in touch with him in his presence and in his word. So we know what is good and what is his perfect will of God. Uh, He wants us to do things. He wants to do things in us. And he wants to do things through us. And he wants to take the things from us that doesn't need to be in us. But we always, always, always have to participate. <laughs> I don't know if you know anybody like this, but they're like, oh, God, just take this away from me. I don't want it anymore. And then, well, he didn't take it away, so I guess I'm supposed to have it. Well, you got to participate. The last point is things remembered. Colossians 2 verse 6, it says, So then, just as you, just as you have received Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Continue. Everybody say continue. Rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Don't just be thankful, be overflowing with thankfulness. Your attitude, your thankfulness will really dictate your attitude. If I'm a thankful man, you're gonna like me. If, I, if I'm a man, it's, just, it's not good, right? Joshua tells us to build a memorial so that we do not forget what God has done for us and what he's doing. Take a moment, ask yourself, are there things in my life that the Lord would want me to retain and build on this year? Are there things that I need to remove in my life? Are there things I need to remember? Take a trip down memory lane so that, you, so that I can, again, praise God for what he's done for me. If you need a moment at the altar, we have the altars here. They're always here. Aren't you thankful we've got altars at the church?
when, when, when we built a, when we lived in Waller, we built a house there in Waller, and we had some, some, uh, some of that Austin stone, and, and uh, we read that scripture about Joshua building the altar as a memorial to God, and so that we would remember and. And we as a family, we decided we would, we would take some of that stone, that Austin stone, and put it in the alleyway of the barn. And just kind of build a little, little spot there so that every time we walked by that little spot, that little altar, we would remember all the blessings of God. It was just kind of a thing that we did back then with the kids. And they was, I don't even remember how old they was, five or seven or ten, something like that. One time Shiloh was having a rough time and, uh, and over a period of time, the altar in the alleyway of the barn had gotten all dirty and dusty and cobwebs on it. And, and, uh, and I, I told Shiloh, I said, have you been to the altar lately? I said, you go out there and we was in the, we was in the kitchen and it was cold outside. And I said, out in the alleyway, that, that altar's got cobwebs on it. It's got dust on it. Nobody's taking care of it anymore. It's just become something that we just look at. When we drive, when we walk by and a lot of times we don't even look at it because it's always there. Said that altar needs attention, Shiloh. The next thing I know, she walks outside. She gets in the tack room and she gets the horse brush and she gets those stones and she starts cleaning off every one of them stones there. She didn't even have a coat on it. It was cold outside and I was like, and I started to go outside and then it was like the Holy Spirit just like, no, you, I'm doing something in that girl's heart right now. She took every stone down and brushed it off and she put it back up there. She came in the house and she said, Daddy, I didn't know we'd neglected the altar so much. Let's spend time with God, my friend, because that's really the only thing that's really important in 2022. We can make all the resolutions we want to make, but if we can love people and love God more efficiently, we'll fulfill the plan that God has for us. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, that you are giving us wisdom to know what to retain, what to remove, what to remember. We thank you, Lord, for everybody here today. Help us, Lord, to, to keep the altar, keep the altar important to us. We thank you, Lord, for it in Jesus' name. I'd like for you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just a second. If you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, the greatest gift, the greatest gift known to mankind is, is uh, the gift of having a relationship with Jesus. Going to heaven is, uh, is a residual blessing. 
but knowing Jesus is the biggest blessing. If you've never accepted him as your savior, the Bible says we've all sinned, come short of the glory of God. It says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone open, I'll come in, be with them. This morning, if you've never accepted him, maybe if you have, you just haven't been living for him, simply by raising your hand, say, preacher, I need Jesus in my life. I need to make him the Lord of my life. Slip your hand up high. We want to put a Bible in your hand. Preacher, that's me. I need Jesus. Anybody? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Would you stand with me, please? So we have a little bit of homework to do. I hated when, when the teachers told me that in school. You have homework. <laughs> but we have a little homework. What do we need to keep in our lives? What do we need to retain? What do we need to remove? And let's remember the good things. Can we do that? Let's, let's remember the goodness of God. There's a lot of things to remember. And sometimes... In order to remember something, we need to forget something. And if you can't forget it, sometimes you just got to act like you forgot it. Stop dwelling on it. And uh, take time for the altar. Amen. Y'all with me? Let's raise your hands. Let me pray for you. I know you're with me. Lord, bless your people today. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your will in our lives to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us hope for our future. We pray, Lord, that this next year will be an amazing year because you are our Lord. We put our faith in you. We believe you, Jesus. We thank you for your presence here today. Bless your people, I pray. And Lord, I pray that you just help us to, to uh, understand what your plan is through your word and through your presence in jesus name we pray and everybody said amen, amen. We'd love to have you We've got your uh, these altars up here if you'd like to come pray please come spend some time we'd love to have you god bless you have a great new year